one take we did it in one take yeah we just need a warm-up take Hello, and welcome to something just a bit different, although this is week two of this partner series, vendor partner series, so maybe it's not that different, but if you're tuning in for the first time... It's, it's just a bit different. Just a bit different, got it. If you're tuning in for the first time, it's just a bit different of the Admissions Director's Lunchcast, episode number two of our vendor partner series. I'm your host, Nathan Ament, Vice President of Enrollment Management at Loyola University of New Orleans, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Teague McDill, Director of Enrollment Success at EnrollML. Teague, how are you? Uh, it's Teague, and I am doing just so good today, Nathan. So good. How are you? I'm really glad to hear it. I am doing well since, you know, we're changing things up a little bit from our normal uh, format. Season four, as a reminder, is going to launch on September 20th. But here we are starting with the preseason partner series. Tej, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of a preview on what they're going to hear today? Absolutely. For these next few episodes, we're bringing you a sponsored episode from one of our partners in the admissions and enrollment space. The normal LunchCast format will hold for the most part, two guests, one topic. However, for this special series, we'll start with the discussion from the partner organization and then follow up with a conversation from a current client. That's the goal. And it's also the goal to give our listeners a chance to hear from these folks in a very low pressure environment, a simple podcast, no sales pitch. However, if you like what you hear, all these folks will be at NACAC or open to follow conversations over Zoom or a phone call about how their services and solutions might help you at your institution. That's right. And this week, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We'll be talking with the folks at Verto Education. Iggy, I'm excited as well. So let's get started. Well, Teej, I'm really excited for this episode because we've sort of done this already. We've already talked about Verto in an earlier season, right? But oh. today, I think we're going to get serious. Yes. Uh, you know, active listeners, you know, the the lunch casties that are taking notes on everything um, may remember. Did episode... you really just bring back the lunch casties? Is that how that? Oh, my Nathan, God. they never went away. They've always been there. But I know. I know. I'm sorry. To lunch in the season three episode about gap year, uh, we spoke with a friend from from Verto and I, I just um, embarrassingly gushed about how much I love the model and the service that they provide. This was when, if you, if you know, listeners, if you remember when I went on a tangent um, about a Melissa McCarthy skit on Saturday Night Live with ranch dressing, and she's like saying to Hidden Valley Ranch, I just love your product, man. I love your product. That is how I felt about Virto. And it's why, Nathan, we invited them to be a, a part of this limited series. Yep. And as another reminder, if you didn't catch the episode number one of this series, and we didn't just open this up to anybody. Um, we really purposely went out to some organizations that we had heard of or actually had reached out to us because they actually are listeners of the of the launch mm -hmm. um, and wanted to just explore a little bit more. And we've explored that on our own before we 
um, decided to bring him on to the launch cast. So Virgo seems like a great um, partner for this series, um, given that crazy Melissa McCarthy episode, <laughs> um, but also just that we, you know, we, we have experience with them and we've talked to now three different people um, from their organization, um, two of which are on today, Mitch Gordon and Michael Cabaz, and then, of course, a current client, uh, Meredith Twombly, who is um, a current VP at Clark University out in Massachusetts. So, mm-hmm. um, listeners, you are in for a treat today. This is going to be a great uh, podcast, a great episode um, to talk to hear a little bit more about Verto. Um, and I'm really excited to, to bring this to listeners. Any last, last words before we run into the interview here? You know, I just, I love ranch dressing and I, I love Virto. Perfect segue, my friend. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's time. We heard from our guests. So here's our conversation. And we actually, this was the first two, right? Teach? We this had... was, this was the first. And, uh, I, I believe I've edited out the awkwardness of it. <laughs> where we, where, you know, where we trip over each other, but yeah, this was the first time where we had, uh, interviewed two people at one time. Uh, we were, we were, uh, no longer outnumbering our guests. That's true. That's true. Yeah. First for everything. So, and it's that new software that just conveniently edited out the awkward silences. So <laughs> we're going to get into that in season four a little bit more. There's a preview for you. All right. Now, I really think it's time we heard from our guests. Here's our conversation with our guests from Vertigo themselves, Mitch Gordon and Michael Cabaz. And then that's followed by their current client, Meredith Twombly. As, al- as always, we hope you enjoy these discussions and we'll see you on the other side. Well, Nathan, this is going to be a really fun interview. Uh, We are joined today by two folks from Virto Education. Uh, Virto currently has staff in 40 states and six additional countries. And we're joined today by first by Mitch Gordon, the president. Mitch, welcome to the LunchCast. Great to be here. And by Michael Cabaz, the senior vice president for university partnerships and strategy. Michael, welcome to the LunchCast. Great to be here. Thank you. Michael, Mitch, uh, our listeners may not have yet gotten a chance to meet you or talk with you. So I'm hoping we can just run through your backgrounds and get an understanding of how you landed in your current roles. Uh, Starting with you, Mitch, talk to us about your journey to Virto. Sure. Well, you know, my my journey, our professional journeys and our life journeys always intersect a bit, don't they? So for me, I'd... uh, I spent my entire career in international education and higher education, founded a few companies in the space. And uh, all of that really resulted from my own life experience, my personal life experience of travel, um, educational travel. I spent time in, uh, in Taiwan and other countries around the world learning, growing, and they were so impactful on me as a human being that I really wanted to dedicate my life to uh, helping other people have those experiences because I think they're so formative for the people that we become. Great. Thank you. And Michael, what about you? I've spent 20 years of, of my career, mostly on college campuses. I always, I'll always talk about the six years I spent at the college board, but that I always 
refer to that as that's a different conversation, but had the great <laughs> fortune uh, of being on college campuses and a passion for, for the enrollment space and had the great fortune to, to come across Mitch Gordon earlier in the, in the Verto founding and uh, excited to be here and, and do some of the great work we're excited to talk about today. Great. Thank you. And listeners of our show, uh, they know we interviewed someone from Verto last season, and that was the episode where I was just effusively glowing about Verto and the and the services. So this is why I'm thrilled to talk to you guys today. Um, but for folks who maybe are new listeners or are less familiar with Verto, can you tell us about the work that you do and how you help college admissions directors? Sure. Uh, this is Mitch. Uh, happy to jump in. So what we do effectively is we run first semester or full year uh, abroad. And so what students do with us is they take their core gen ed, core curriculum courses with us, their 101 courses, and they do them in really interesting ways in our different locations around the world. And while they're uh, really focused on academics, uh, we've really built in experiential education outside the classroom as well. So we want them to engage with local cultures. And really our goal is that they are uh, growing, they are learning, um, and they're experiencing accelerated growth, and it's a really high-impact experience. We really find that students who spend that first semester of college with us or first year of college with us uh, land on college campuses better prepared to really grow, really succeed in college, to know what they want their major to be, to know potentially what they want their career, their life to be, um, that it really has a, a, a positive impact on their life. And, and, and not only on, on the tangible stuff that I just talked about, but the intangible stuff, their grit, their resilience, their emotional awareness, their empathy, their ability to see the world through another culture's eyes. I think all the things that we really want our young citizens to have, what higher education aspires to be, the impact that it wants to have on our young citizens and, and their impact that they can have on their local communities um, and on our larger democracy. Uh, we really see that type of growth in our students and it's our whole mission and whole goal to have that impact. Now, I've talked about what we do for the students how we plug into our partners, to our colleges, our 70 plus partner colleges, is our students then land at our partner colleges as second semester freshmen or first semester sophomores. And uh, there's the tangible and intangible impact that they have on our partners. The, the really tangible part that they have is they are filling empty beds and seats at a time where our, our earlier guest, our close partner, uh, Meredith Twombly at, uh, at Clark University, she talked about how students arrive on campus when they have empty beds and seats in January for transfer students that most institutions can't fill on their own uh, or in fall for first semester sophomores if the students choose to do a year with Verta. So the really tangible benefit that we're having in our partner colleges is that we're filling empty beds and seats that for most schools, they, they never could have really imagined a way to fill those empty beds and seats. And we're really helping them do that, which drives revenue in a really meaningful way for our partners. Um, and then some of the intangible benefits is that they're getting these students that have had an abroad experience, this high impact experience, and they're, they're contributing to the campus community, to the campus environment in really meaningful ways. They're active students, they're engaged students, they come um, with experiences that are really beneficial to their fellow classmates and to student clubs and to uh, conversations uh, around campus. And we're really proud of that impact that our students have as well. So that is a brief summary of Virtuos model. That's a great summary of Virtuos model. I loved it from the 30,000 foot view and then down to how you help your campus partners. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, kind of the, the daily of what goes on at Virto because it's from my understanding that 
um, because you serve so many different um, types of students and you do all these different programs, you have kind of a varied staff with a lot of different responsibilities, correct? So um, talk a little bit about, you know, what drives the everyday um, of, of your folks um, and give us kind of an example of maybe what some of your folks um, do on your team um, so that our listeners can get a better understanding of your organization, if that makes sense. Sure. And I think you're, 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 you're more specifically asking probably about our programming staff, our, our, our staff on location in country. Um, we, we think about it at Verto as our program locations, our six country locations around the world that are running our academic programs um, uh, uh, versus our HQ staff. So I'll focus on the program staff. We can talk about HQ as well. Uh, so our program staff, we, we have a, an innovative model. So of course we have, there, there are the faculty uh, and the faculty, and work closely with our academic partner, University of New Haven. So they're they're really, of course, all their faculty, um, uh, and those faculty are teaching the students uh, it, the courses that they, you know, the one on one courses that are the core of their experience. Uh, now we build on that the experiential education uh, outside the classroom, and uh, every student on each one of our locations get at least twelve really focused experiential activities outside the classroom. Those could be a volunteer activity. It could be, you know, in, in the rainforest of Costa Rica, doing a full day trip there. Uh, it's, you know, volunteering at a soup kitchen in London. It's, uh, you know, going to the museum in Florence, Italy. It's doing these really tangible hands-on things that give the students insight into the local culture. And I think that's really what we want to see. I think a core belief of mine is that if, all human beings, if all of our young people, if all of our citizens are able to see the world through another culture's eyes, that uh, it transforms the way we relate to the world, it transforms our relationship with ourselves. And so uh, that is really the impact that we're trying to have on these students is to embed in them a deep curiosity about the world, a deep engagement in the world, and a deep connection to the planet that we all share and a thirst for that curiosity throughout their life. So that's a bit about the academic experience. I think you also asked about the staff, how we're structured, how we support these students. So I talked a little bit about the faculty. Let me talk about a couple other support structures that we have that are really quite unique to Verto. Uh, one is uh, the student life coordinators, what we call SLC, student life coordinators. And so we have these full-time staff that are with the students. We have uh, what we call these um, Verto care communities, which are groups of about 25 students, depending on location. And they, they get a student life coordinator and they also get an academic success coordinator. Uh, so it's really low student to faculty, student to staff ratio there. And those student life coordinators and the academic success coordinators are with the students throughout the semester. They uh, interact with them regularly, they have meetings regularly, and in those care cohorts, they um, do their activities together outside the classroom, they take their classes together, so they really develop a core community with those students, and then, of course, they have the wider community. We have, you know, on average, 200 students on a location, so they have their core 25 to 35 students that they're really with all the time, then they have their wider community that they're with. I think one other element that I'll mention here is uh, something that we call Verto Discovery. And Verto Discovery is a process that every student goes through. And Verto Discovery is meant to be an academic discovery. It's also meant to be a personal exploration for these students. It's who are they in the world, who they wanna be in the world. It's an academic professional exploration um, and a personal emotional exploration 
of um, who, who they are as they're coming into their adulthood, because ultimately we're getting these 18 year olds and 17 year olds. And I think something I'm most proud of in the work that we do in the world is that we're getting students that we can all remember what it was like to be an 18 year old or 17 yep. year old, your first time away from home in college, and you're really deciding who you want to be as an adult. And our goal with the Berto Discovery part of the program is to help them discover who they want to be in the world, um, how they want to operate in the world in a really deep, meaningful way that's connected to ultimately who they are at the core of their being. I probably gave you more than you bargained for there, Teach, but that's a whole bunch of what we, we do. We do a lot in a semester with these students. And we're really proud yeah. of that. No, Mitch, that's that's perfect. And I could tell when when we met with Jake last year at NACAC in in Seattle, um, just the the care that the Virto has for the students that are in the program, it just shines through in every interaction that I've had with any member of your team. Um, so I'm not surprised to hear you say much of the much of the things you did. It's it's clear that this is a a mission driven um, organization. Yeah, and, and actually, let me thank you for that, TJ. I really appreciate that you could feel that from us. It really is true. Uh, many people at Bertel say it's the most mission-driven place they've ever worked, and uh, we really do feel that way. We care deeply about what we do. Uh, we also have a real focus on first-gen students, um, students of all different economic backgrounds. We really care about that. We want our student population to be reflective of the wider country because we think that's important um, to the way higher education should be. In creating opportunities for students from all different backgrounds. And I just got this stat today that we have students for our fall class this year from all 50 states, which actually surprised me. I thought we might miss one or two again, um, but I was really happy that for our fall class this year, we have uh, students from all 50 states. So we really, we really see economic, we see geographic diversity of Virto, and we see economic diverse, diversity and, ac and academic diversity of Virto students from all different academic backgrounds. We're really proud of that diversity that we see across our student population. And of course, they're getting the diversity of being in a different country. So it's incredibly uh, diverse program in, in, from all different aspects. Mitch, I have to tell you, there are college admissions directors listening to this everywhere, jealous of all 50 states in one year. I can't tell you how many years we were just like, no one from Wyoming or how do we, we just got to find <laughs> someone from Rhode for Island. Us it, for us, it's Iowa and Loyola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even try or throw special scholarships at any students for particular mm -hmm. states. It just happened this year, which is yeah. great. It happened as we naturally grew. That's fantastic. We'll take it. We'll take that's, it. That's fantastic. And I, I, I won't ask you to dive into it now, but I'll just underscore and encourage our listeners to talk to you all at, at NACAC to get a better understanding of um, the work you're doing with Pell eligible students and, and the, uh, ensuring that um, there's economic diversity in the students that are, are getting this amazing experience. Because it um, to me, it was the hook when I, when I met with Jake that I got really excited about. So I'd like to shift gears if I can uh, to move a little bit from the work you do with students um, to the work that you do with colleges. And, and Michael, as, as Senior Vice President of Partner University Partnerships, I think this might be for you, but when a college chooses to engage with Virto, can you help us understand um, what, that, what that will look like and feel like for them? Yeah, thank you for the question. And I'm always excited to, to listen to Mitch talk about the student side. That's that's why we do what we do and uh, excited to talk about the work we do with our, our partners, um, certainly. So, you know, one of the things I talk about with our partners, I think there's three really tangible things, three tangible benefits that I, I believe we we provide our partners, you know, and, and as a former chief enrollment officer, I understand the complexity and very much the difficulty in recruiting transfer students. So, you know, one of the things I think we do is we provide a transfer network that our college and universities can plug right into, 
but it also provides a smooth experience for students from the point of enrollment with Virto through the seamless transition to our partner colleges. And I'll give an example. Um, all of our courses with all of our partners are pre-articulated. So students know they're on track for graduation before they enroll at Virto and then their partner college. So there's some practical side of really smoothing out what I would call the transfer process that we know. Um, and, and certainly um, there's three tangible things and I'll elaborate a little bit on some of the things that Mitch talked about. Um, the first one really is that Virto recruits students from all over the US. We just heard uh, as Mitch shared that we have students in all 50 states. So our partners have access to truly a national pool of diverse and talented transfer students they haven't previously had. We really open up a new pathway for our partner colleges to recruit transfer students. Um, the thing I always say, and, and certainly to our colleagues as enrollment managers, um, that I believe we're a, an additional tool in the toolbox that supports an institution's strategic enrollment plan. Um, so that's the first one. Second one is real mission alignment. Um, the educational benefits of students studying abroad is well-researched, um, as Mitch talked a lot about, high-valued skills such as inter intercultural communication, foreign languages, adaptability, problem-solving, to name a few. So our, our institutional partners are ecstatic to have this diverse, broadly-defined set of students enroll on their campus. Um, the other thing I would add to that uh, on the second point is while the data will need to bear this out over the coming years, we believe that the outcomes at Virto um, our students are going to graduate at equal to or higher rates than the native student body on our college campus partners, and that Virto students will engage international abroad at higher rates than the existing campus population. So perhaps a bit of a bold statement, but I think we feel confident about the types of experiences that our students are having and what will happen when they enroll uh, on, our, on our partner campuses. And really the third one is, is pretty straightforward and pragmatic, um, is the positive financial impact. Um, in times when tuition revenue is critical to fuel university missions, you know, Virtos partnerships are creating a net new revenue stream for our partners through increased transfer enrollment. And really at a time, um, mostly in the spring semester, when campuses have the capacity um, to enroll more students on campus. So a few things, a few tangible things that I thought yeah. I would pass along based on the question. No, that's great, Michael. And it makes me think, right, like, I, going back to my days as a, a director and dean and vice president of admissions, um, I can think of any number of ways I might want to engage with Virto. It could be for spring enrollment to smooth things out. It could be um, maybe I have a population of students who just aren't quite ready and I would want to offer this, or maybe it's a just a whole new pool of students that I otherwise wouldn't have access to. Can you talk about the different ways colleges you work with are um, leveraging their partnership with you to meet their enrollment goals? Yeah, certainly. Thank, thank you for the question. You know, one of the things that I, I love about our, our model is when you look at our partnerships, they range from small publics to large privates, range in selectivity. So what I always say when we meet with a partner is that we, we really meet them where their enrollment goals are. So we have opportunities for um, institutions who have large wait lists to, to, to leverage us to, to move some of that enrollment to different semesters. We have the opportunity to cultivate some of their lists where students weren't interested and suddenly with packaging it with Virto can provide that pathway to students. So there's a lot of different ways in which we partner. We always like to say it's a two-way street. Um, partners leverage some of their opportunities for students students to come to Virto and Virto recruits students from all over the country and we send those to, to a campus. But at the end of the day, all of those different pathways increase the amount of transfer opportunities for students. 
That's it's just fantastic. I again, our listeners know I love you guys. I love what you're doing, and I'm so glad you came to talk with us today. Uh, I'll do. We have two final questions we like to ask everybody, and I think we'll go in order. Michael, then Mitch. Uh, Michael, can you talk to us about uh, what you're working on next, and how folks can get in touch with you if they want to continue the conversation? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Uh, a lot of travel um, right now to our current and prospective partners. One of the things that I really love um, that we're seeing now after multiple years of working with some of our partners is we've tried some different things. Our partners want to try different things. And we know in enrollment that not everything works, but we've tried some things with partners and our partners are really starting to receive a return on investment um, in terms of this partnership. So I'm excited to not only work with some of our new partners and get them started, but also go back to some of our partners where they have seen some good success and build on next year's goals. So that's, that's a lot of what fall will look like. And how to get in touch with me. LinkedIn's a great way to get in touch with me. Um, so please. And, and Mitch, what about you? What's coming up next and how can folks connect with you? Yeah, I'd say there's two things that have really happened for Verto that, that where we really evolved over the last few years that um, I'm excited about and I'll, I'll focus on here. The first is, and Michael alluded to this, is the way that we work with our partners. You know, we've changed a lot over the last five years and the partners that have really leaned in with us and, and, and looked at us as a true partner, as a strategic partner to grow enrollment have really benefited the most. And there's a couple of things that have happened over the last really year in particular that have been um, extremely useful for our partners. You know, we really started with Verto's recruiting the students out of high school and we are creating that recruitment channel. What we've evolved with is, and first of all, we are still recruiting the students. About half of our students come through, through Verto and then end up at partner schools. The other half of our students actually originate with a partner. Um, it could be from their active waiting list, it could be from denied students. We look at the totality of their applicant pool and we work with them to see how can we help you convert students, yield students who you know are not gonna ultimately end up there for the fall, but we could help you yield for the spring or the following fall. And that's a really interesting and fun and collaborative process because it's really different for every one of our partners. It's different for a large public than for a small private, but the ones that are really leaning into that with us, and we do, this year we're going to every single one of our partners for a full in-person one to two day strategy planning session. And we're gonna do that every year with our close partners, do an annual planning session with them. Um, and we look at all the ways that we can help them increase yield in their applicant pool for transfer students, both from the Verto applicant pool and their own applicant pool. And so that's been really fun. And we've continued to really work hard on uh, ways that we can help our partners uh, grow. So that's one. That was a long one. Sorry, Tish. That's um, okay. I did, I, I did warn you in the beginning here that I could be succinct or long. And so I'm you trying did. to do both. Uh, and, then, and then the second one I'd say is increasing the, the program offerings that we have for students. Um, so we've increased our locations. For example, this year, uh, we have a new location in Prague, a new location in Argentina. We're also adding courses so that we can take students who want different majors, more STEM majors, um, business majors, different types of majors that we couldn't have served previously for, for first-year students, but that we can in the future. And, I, and then the last thing is that we really will always have a focus on access and affordability. I think when we all as a higher education system can look for ways to lift up students and families and communities that would not have had the access to higher education um, that you know maybe us on the call had, uh, we all will benefit societally. And so we will always stay focused on that access and affordability mission as well. 
Great. And I assume you guys will be at NACAC if folks want to connect with you in Houston. Is that is that an option for them? It, it yeah. definitely is for Michael. Michael will be there. Uh, I am very lucky that I am expecting uh, our first child coming <gasps> up in a few weeks. And so, oh. uh, you know. Congratulations. Congratulations. Definitely yeah. don't come to NACAC. Exactly. So, yeah, I think I, I think I'd I think I'd be in trouble if I went a week and a half after the child was born to NACAC, which is the due date. So I will probably yes. not be at NACAC, sadly. <laughs> but Michael will be there. I will yeah, be there. Michael. Looking forward. And, and we'll have a whole a whole bunch of people from Bertel will be there. Great. Great. Well, we will see you there. And uh, again, Mitch, Michael, thank you so much for joining us on the Lunchcast today. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Nate, Tej, that was a lot of fun. Have a good day. Well, Tej, I'm really excited to welcome Meredith Twombly, Vice President, Undergraduate Admissions and Financial Aid at Clark University in Worcester, Mass. I think I messed up that name of your town because I'm from Chicago, Meredith, so please correct me. <laughs> welcome to the LunchCast. Uh, thank you for having me, and I'll give a brief correction. It's Worcester, Massachusetts, or Worcester, Mass. There you go. There you go. <laughs> like I said, I'll play the Chicago card. Um, well, we're really excited to have you. And before we jump in here to the uh, the questions we sent you about uh, Virto, how about we uh, hear a little bit about your background and, and how you got to your current position? Well, the short story is I was, it was 2001, and I was working on my master's thesis in sociology, and I needed a part-time job, and I took a job in an admission office that was near where my cheap little apartment was, and and I stayed. I stayed for 20 years, not always in admissions. I worked in institutional research for probably a decade in there, in the middle, but I got really hooked on student success, college enrollment, college admissions, financial aid, and just how do, how do you build those pathways for students? And here I am today. Well, that's great. And, um, you know, we're, inter we're recording this interview here towards the beginning of the fall semester. So I'm sure you and I have a lot of war stories that we could <laughs> share <laughs> about how the last couple of years have gone. But today we're here to talk about Virto education. And um, we'd really love to hear about your experience with Virto and why you brought them in to help you out there at Clark. Sure, sure. I think it goes back to I met Mitch maybe at a NACAC conference a few years ago. Um, and Mitch is one of your guests later on today. But um, I was trying to solve the problem of trying to balance out enrollment between fall and spring semesters. You know, we were doing, as many colleges do, a really big business with incoming fall students, um, but students graduate in December and or a group of students always does. And the spring intake, the January, February intake is never as large as the fall. And, and really, you know, we had core seats that were going to waste. Um, and as an enrollment manager, you know, that looks exactly like a waste to me. And I really wanted to see what can we do to bring more students in in the spring. And I happened to meet Mitch around that time and he was telling me about Virto um, and this gap program for, for first year students um, before they get to college. And I was thinking, wow, that's that almost is exactly the puzzle piece I need um, for my new strategy. Um, and, and we went from there. I learned more about the program 
and and we've taken some students from Verto. They go do Verto as a gap experience in the fall, and then they would come to Clark in January to start their freshman year of college or start their Clark freshman year of college, technically as a transfer student. Meredith, that's a really interesting use case and a, a really good answer. I remember a couple years ago, it was before the pandemic, um, there were a lot of articles written up in the Chronicle about the the spring spring admissions challenge and how colleges and universities were doing it. Talk a little bit more about how you um, decided on Virtu as as a really good solution for that. Yeah, well, we were looking at a number of things. Um, obviously, we were working on beefing up our articulation agreements with community colleges and whatnot. But there was this group of students that we didn't really know how to get at. And, and they are the gap year students, you know, or the gap semester students. Mm-hmm. And and when Mitch was describing Virto to me, honestly, the timing was, was fantastic because <laughs> I had just been to a trustee meeting where trustees are like, can't you speak to these students? Can't you buy their names? Can't you do something to get on their radar? And I'm like, I really don't know exactly how I can get on their radar. Um, but Verto is, is really providing that bridge, you know, and doing a lot more than, um, you know, we know students who have an abroad experience are more likely to retain um, just from a student development and a student success perspective. Um, these are students that we really want to bring to Clark because they're highly likely to be successful and to have a certain level of maturity mm-hmm. and development by the time they get there. But, but really providing that bridge between their high school, the gap year experience or the study abroad experience and Clark, um, Verto just fit in there perfectly. So Meredith, what has surprised you most about your engagement with Verto? Um, honestly, Mitch and Michael's really dedication to making it a high quality experience and a win-win for the student and the university. Um, And what I mean when I say that is, you know, we've had this relationship for a couple of years now, um, but but two of those years, we had a major global pandemic going on, um, which absolutely disrupted many students' planned um, college experiences and gap year experiences and whatnot. But anytime I had a question, um, I have program managers from Verto that are not Michael or Mitch that that can help me out. But if I had a burning question and I needed an answer and I went right to Michael or Mitch, um, they respond to me <laughs> like mm. the same day or the next day. And they are dealing with a lot of people, a lot of students, a lot of university partners. And what I've always just sensed from them is that they are fully 120% committed to the success of their organization, the student journey, and and the college's experience in the partnership. That's just been fantastic. Well, I think that your comments there leads me right directly into my next question pretty pretty easily. So you have the ear of a lot of admissions directors and uh, folks in admissions um, you know, trying to think if maybe Virto would be an option for them, bringing them in to help out their operation. You know, what would you recommend or would you recommend that a consider a colleague consider Virto and why? Um, how do you think that they could help? Well, I obviously I would recommend them. Um, why? Um, one, you know, they've been terrific partners. 
Um, but two, you know, one of the advantages of the Berto partnership is at the same time that I met Mitch, we were looking at developing our own um, freshman abroad program and just what you have to sink into that to build right. it from scratch as a college or a university. Uh -huh. um, Virto really allowed us to test the waters in a way. And, and we looked at it in the beginning as testing the waters. Like, is there a market here? Would we want to sink in our own infrastructure to build this type of program? But what we found out was there is a much easier way to do this <laughs> with a strong mm -hmm. partner like Virto. Um, so th that's you know, one of the great advantages to me, I think more and more, especially com coming out of the pandemic, there's going to be greater demand um, from students to, to do these types of programs. Um, and Virto really, you know, they're, they're doing a great job from what I can tell. Um, they've introduced financial aid for students on a limited basis hmm. um, that really makes it accessible to a wide range of students. It's really hard to find like the weakness in their model. Um, and what, you know, I, I'm always looking at ROI, cost benefit, sure. and how many headaches can I avoid right. by going in this direction <laughs> versus another direction? Because we all know there's enough headaches in this business we um, do. as much as I love it. Um, so that's that's why I would recommend really anyone to consider talking to them. Well, I appreciate your comments, and uh, I would agree wholeheartedly. Um, and I, I agree with the headaches. Anytime I'm entering into a, a vendor partner relationship, um, I, that's one of the that's one of the the benchmarks for me as well. Um, especially mm -hmm. when I do reference checks and talk to other folks, they're they're there to make your life easier as the enrollment manager um, and not necessarily harder. But I think today you've given some really great endorsement here of how, it, how it's made your life easier, how it's found new opportunities um, within your inquiry pool and maybe a, you know, a couple different areas of that inquiry pool. So really appreciate your comments. If you can believe it, we're at the end of the interview already. Um, I'm going to ask you the two questions. We ask all the guests that are come on to the lunch cast. Um, what are you working on next uh, this fall or this, this recruitment cycle? And then if folks want to get in touch with you, either to talk about Virto a little bit more or anything else, um, how, how can they do that? Sure. Uh, what am I working on next? Um, recruiting the class of 2027 if you can believe it or i'm sure you know but we're always working on the next class um the work never stops um and in between now and the start of the semester i'm going to be dropping my own daughter off at college so that's a wow. big milestone for me as well so my first time going through it as a parent very exciting um if people want to get in touch with me linkedin really is the best way um i feel like LinkedIn is like having this late bloomer moment, but everybody seems to be using it suddenly, at least in my world. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm easy to find there, Meredith Twombly or M Twombly. Um, and I, I do check it and I do respond. Well, best of luck um, with the college search process and dropping your own, um, your own child off. I am the father of a high school junior. So it's going to be on, <laughs> on us this, this, this year as well too. Oh, good luck. It's, it's an exciting time.
Well, Nathan, as expected, as promised, just fantastic conversations about what they're what they're doing at Verto. I I just love that they're bringing such a unique twist on some of the the challenges that have been vexing college admissions for for quite some time. The thing I like about Verto that really just intrigues me the more I talk to them are the different ways that they're helping students and the yes. different ways that they can also help the college or university mm-hmm. and the different paths that are available um, to college for students into a college or university. I mean, uh, the students that don't have an option, they don't know where they're going to go, but, but they're mm-hmm. on one of their programs. And so they, they're kind of shopping around while they're in their gap year or they're at, in their, their program with Verto. You have the students that maybe got on a wait list, um, you know, and, and couldn't get in for the fall semester, but they know they're going to be guaranteed admission back to the university after they go to a program with Verto. And then of course you have the students that um, were pot, were denied for one reason or another to university. And then they, uh, and then they go to Verto and then maybe they have an option if they have a good GPA, of course, to, mm-hmm. to come into mm-hmm. the university. So just a lot of options, which I think really serves the students well. And then, you know, on top of all that is the experience they're going to get <laughs> at these different sites. Right. Yeah. Well, and for me, I, I really was just uh, impressed with the different ways colleges can utilize an engagement with Verto, right? Maybe it's increasing transfer enrollment. Maybe it's spring enrollment. Uh, maybe it's increasing the internationalization of the student body. There's, there's just so many um, different use cases for it. And the model, it's that I have not found the downside. Right. Right. You're speechless almost. You couldn't find your words there because you're too busy thinking about that range dressing. I love Melissa McCarthy. And and listen, uh, this conversation, it definitely passes the test. Would I would I refer a friend to take a conversation with Verto at NACAC or by Zoom? Absolutely. And I, I thousand percent. Yeah. would have a year ago as well. They're, it's just if you're not familiar with how Verto could work for your college or university, I would highly encourage you to do that. Yep. Hit them up at NACAC, um, schedule a Zoom. Um, again, take 30 minutes out of your day and start that conversation. Listen, I, I don't want I don't want to make any promises for anybody, but they bought me a full latte last year. So like an extra large, because I didn't think you really needed that. Well, there were hills in Seattle, I suppose. You were there with me. I know. It's hard to keep up. All right. Well, I think that's enough for this episode number two. Virto education. Give them a try. Get on, get on the calendar. Um, really hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I'm Nathan. And I'm Tej. And that was the LaunchCast. Thanks, folks. I, didn't I love see that you really use this thing. You use that microphone like a like a mic, like a handheld. Not, not usually. Like you're on, not like usually. you're on the mystery singer or whatever. No, well, if I was, you wouldn't have had to send me that message, right? So I know that's where you need to be, right there.